Every story needs a hero, and every story needs a villain. Well, we are back. This is your audio villain. This is Drew. This is Hero and the Villain. Thank you so much for hitting play, finding us on Spotify, Stitcher, Google, Apple. We have put this podcast up as many places as possible. And if you are sharing it, thank you. If you are hitting subscribe or follow, thank you. If you're Ron Hayes and you wrote a five-star review, thank you. (laughs) One of the faithful 14, as I like to call it, my good pal, Ron. Well, last uh, episode was, I thought, a pretty good one. I like the subject matter of talking about a narcissist. And then I had to sit down and look at the list of topics to kind of go into from there. And there was really the only place to go was from dealing with a narcissist in which you find yourself in a relationship with a narcissist or a friendship or a family member that is a narcissist. All three of those things tied together are basically a relationship in one way or another. So the next thing I saw on my list that made sense to go into was talking about relationships, love, dating in general, and doing your shadow work at the same time. So there's going to be some things I say in this episode that might uh, be a slap in the face for you. It might be a reality check. It might be something that rattles your cage, as I like to say, but oh well, them's the breaks, kid. Them's the breaks. So let's review relationships in general. Let's review how they are doomed from the start. Now, earlier today, a acquaintance online posted something that made me respond in a certain way where I stated that anybody that believes in love and first sight in 2021 is a moron. There's no such thing. Hate to burst your bubble, but there's no such thing as love at first sight. There is lust with an attraction to the first impression and the Interest based on the dopamine reaction to want to know more about them. That's not love. If you love something like a, I don't know, a car, right when you see it, you like the look of the car, but you have no idea how it performs, brakes, runs, if the stereo is decent, if it has airbags, 
if it has enough space for whatever you need to put in the trunk for your family, for your kids, cup holders, you have no idea. You just see the car and you decide that it's awesome and I love this car and I want it. Well, thankfully, humans are a little bit more complex than automobiles are, even though there's a lot of moving parts in an automobile, but still... You need to test drive the car. You need to do some research on it. You need to look up the blue book value. You need to find out what the gas mileage is. The list goes on and on and on and on and on. You don't love that car. You enjoy the way it looks. That car gave you a metaphorical boner, a hard-on because it looks attractive and sexy. And that's what we do with people we see. We think we love them at first sight, but we, let's be honest, see somebody attractive and we want to bone them. We want to get on them because they look a certain way that appeals to us because we have a type. We all have a type out there. Sometimes we break from that type. For the most part, if we're going to say something like, I love this person at first sight, it's because they fit our type to a T but you still don't know jack shit about them. So, now that I've stated that, why do a lot of relationships fizzle after the honeymoon phase? It's because people have a tendency to rush right into relationships based on this whole love at first sight facade. Lust can be a powerful thing. Initial attraction can be a powerful thing. Dopamine is a powerful thing. And putting all three of those things together can be a recipe for disaster because you rush into something and you go right into the honeymoon phase and then there's a lot of good sex happening. And then two to three months later, what happens? After all the good times and the little vacations and nights out, the mask drops. Congratulations. You're about to meet your partner's shadow. And they're about to meet yours. That's right. When the honeymoon is done, after those two to three months, sometimes sooner, then all the things start falling away and you get to find out all of their bullshit. You can't pretend forever. You can't act perfect forever. You can't put that stuff to the side. If you're a healthy, functional adult, these are things that you talk about within the first few dates. But that's not enough. You need to actually be working on your shit in order to make it work. And if you're not, your villain Moo ha ha ha. Your villain will start dating their villain. Let's put it like that. The shadow basically will become the giant conflict in the relationship. And once an off situation comes up, the first sign of trouble, if you have undealt with bullshit inside of you, the first sign of trouble, your villain 
will collide with them and conflict will happen. And then the knee jerk reactions start and oh no, trouble in paradise. There's a really good line from a Gorgira song, which is one of my favorite bands. They say reaction is a weakness the strong cannot afford. It's a good line to a song. If you are in a situation where the mass drops and the honeymoon ends and you find yourself in a out of nowhere conflict with the person that you're dating in a relationship and your shadow and their shadow basically are in the back room going at it. There's a good chance that you or them or both of you have no ability to pause and reflect on the situation to look at it from 30,000 feet away. Instantly, oh my God, this perfect situation now has an issue. All this bullshit just came to the surface. What do I do? Your shadow gets you to react not to the issue with new love, but to memories that have been triggered due to your old, unresolved pain. Let me say that again for the people in the back. When you get scared... When you start dating somebody, when you meet somebody new and you decide, oh, well, I'm not going to do this. Oh, I'm not ready for this. I don't really want to date anybody. Even though you took the initiative to meet someone, guess what? You're not afraid of new love. You're afraid of old pain. Shit you haven't dealt with yet. You're very, very welcome. (laughs) it's true it's true people run in the other direction as soon as feelings happen dating and relationships are basically a way to check in to find out where the fuck are you at right now in your life with everything because when you're not dating somebody and you're single and you're going to work and you're doing things you like and you get to hang out with your friends and you spend a lot of time by yourself You don't have to worry about any of this. No one's pulling really anything out of you. And if you're doing the work on your own already, that's awesome. Most people don't. Most people don't change unless they are forced to really look at their shit. Right. Relationships are the way to check in with that. Because now you have to share space with somebody. Now you have to peel back some layers. If you're going to be real with them, You got to share this stuff, which means that you got to say this stuff, which means you'll hear yourself saying your bullshit. If you're being honest with it, you can't just make the shit up and be a liar, right? You can't. Because if the other person's smart, they're going to know when you're trying to bullshit them and then things are just going to end anyways. No, you have to be real. And there you are sitting in front of somebody going, I am going to be real with this person because I like them. So here's my bullshit. Oh my God. I'm now saying my bullshit to this person and I can't believe that I have not dealt with this bullshit. Ladies and gentlemen, I have been there myself. No matter how much counseling I've been to, I still have been there. It happens. So like I said, dating is the way to check in to find out where the fuck you're at with everything in your world, including your shadow self. 
and it will instantly throw you into what I like to call the pit of the uncomfortable. And good news, in that pit, with the black tar and the bubbling crude and the creepy music, and it's dark and there's probably bats flying around in this pit, your villain is sitting there waiting for you. And they're asking, where have you been? Did you get my message? Their message was, whatever caused you to react in a certain way that made the relationship start to fall apart. Let's be honest. Many relationships, many initial beginnings of dating die before they ever get off the ground because people are more attached to wanting to be comfortable and safe than being uncomfortable and being in love. And I'm going to say that again for the people in the back that don't want to hear this. All those people that say, Oh my God, I'm going to catch feelings. That's not good. You're alive to connect with people. Shut up. Why don't you want to catch feelings? Because you're not afraid of new love. You're afraid of old pain. I'm going to say that a lot until you get it through your thick skulls out there. And again, a lot of new relationships and new dating and all that will die before it gets off the ground because people are more attached to wanting to feel safe and comfortable than doing the uncomfortable and being in love. As John Kim, the angry therapist, the father of journey, my life coaching school says, love is a choice. You choose to love every day. All right. And if you're running from a possible relationship, if you're running from something that could be good, if you're running from getting to know somebody that makes you feel a little bit, that feels good to be around, that you're interested in, if you're running in the other direction, are you ready for it? You're actually running from yourself. And good news, you can't escape yourself. You're stuck with yourself. Yourself is the person that you sleep with every night. Yourself sees you in the shower. Yourself is in the car with you, listening to this right now. Now, because you're stuck with yourself, and if you are running in the other direction from dealing with your shit, more good news for you. Any long-term relationship that you try to get into, if you don't deal with your shit, is going to bring discomfort because you must deal with you. So what's the first step of that? Feel your fucking feelings, people. You know, those ones that you've never dealt with before, you got to feel those, not just the good ones, but the shitty ones. And the thing is, if you don't feel any of these feelings that you need to, deal with your stuff in the past, it's going to carry over to the next relationship and the next and the next and the next. It's just going to keep on going. Anything that's unresolved will attach itself to you like a leech, emotions that have been there for a very long time. And you might try to convince yourself that when one relationship ends, that you learned your lesson and you'll come back and do better the next time. Got bad news for you. That's not how it works. Those same things those issues and situations are going to come back with any relationship you're in if you have not dealt with any of your stuff, your shadow, your villain, your baggage, 
and they'll keep coming back tenfold over and over and over again. This idea that with a brand new partner, the new relationship will be easier or better is just a delusion that you have that gives your ego temporary validation. It's not going to be easier. It's going to be the opposite of that. Avoiding to do the work. I've said this in other podcasts before. If you avoid doing the work, if you avoid feeling your fucking feelings, if you avoid your emotions, your villain, your shadow, it's just going to keep rearing its ugly head until you give it the attention it needs to accept and integrate it. Avoidance is nothing but fear. And in this case, it's your fear to love and to be loved. And we all know relationships are more than just loving somebody. They're work. But if they don't work, it's usually due to the inability of you or the other person or both of you uh, to accept the fact that you can't just put everything on the idea of love. Maybe it's just me. Maybe I don't live in a fairy tale world where I think love is enough. It's not. Love is work. Anybody that's been in a relationship for a long time will tell you it is work. All right. Love is about expanding in the same direction. It's not about this fairy tale movie Hollywood running towards each other in slow motion, kissing in the rain, and everything being a okay as the credits roll. It's not how it works. You are delusional if you think that's what love is. Love is work, all right? And from the get-go, before you update your Facebook status to in relationship, you and the person that you're dating better know, A, your own villain, and B, be willing to put that stuff out there, saying, here's my bullshit. Here's the stuff I'm working on. I need to make you aware of this. And they better be doing the same thing too. Otherwise, those villains... And you know how greedy those villains can be inside of us. We'll pop their head up and go, yeah, we're going to screw this up for you because you're not paying attention to us. And we've given you warning signs. Avoiding that villain is meaning that you fear your villain inside. And that means that you are fearing love and to be loved. All right. Real love doesn't see problems. Real love sees opportunities to grow. All right. Reality takes away your fantasy of love and it slaps your face into the dirt. (laughs) Reality will do that. Be like, oh, that's a nice notion of love you have. Slap. Your face is in the dirt now. No. And if you're one of those people that is putting up wall after wall after wall, placing all these conditions endlessly in front of a possible love, these conditions, they're unrealistic. These expectations of your partner are there because you're putting them out of fear and you're just basically sabotaging everything from the get-go. And running away from possible love because of these fears leaves you the same. You learn nothing. You have not evolved. I'm going to say that again too. Running away from love out of fear of love leaves you the same person. You've learned nothing and you have not evolved. All right. It's a lot to take from that. Getting into a new relationship and running the other direction because you're scared to have feelings. You don't fear new love. You fear old pain. Running away from new love or the possibility of love 
leaves you the same person. You've learned nothing. You have not evolved at all. So when you start dating somebody, like I said, you have to put your stuff out there for the other person to know. Here are things that I'm working on. Here's some bullshit I have. Hopefully they'll do the same as well. And you got to be honest as well. If you really like the person, they interest you. If you're like, this person could be a good match. There's a lot of surface stuff that's easy when you meet somebody. Oh, they like the same music as I do. Oh, they like dogs. Oh, they like hiking. Oh, they like going to the movies. They like football. That's easy stuff. That's not work. Okay. That's stuff you put on a Tinder profile to see if you can catch somebody. I'm talking about the stuff where you sit down and be like, here's my baggage. I want to see if my baggage is acceptable with your baggage and I'm going to still be working on my baggage. My shadow is with me forever. Here's my shadow. The shadow might as well be sitting at the table with you while you're having a coffee. Introduce your shadow to your date. Be like, this is my shadow. Oh, there's your shadow. And then they can order a coffee too. They're going to be there with you the whole entire time. It's up to you to decide if you're going to be honest with that person and yourself about it and do the work because you can date, you can be in love, you can be in a relationship and still be doing your shadow work. It's not easy to do shadow work. Initially to start the process might be, but once you get to the bullshit, it gets pretty difficult. Shadow work is forever. It'll take you forever. You're never going to be done with it. You're going to uncover brutal truths about yourself. So you're going to need a lot of patience, commitment, love. But if you're working on your stuff and you're being honest with the person you're dating and you're not running from possible love that could do something good for your life and the other person is doing the same and you're communicating, ask people who've been married for a long time that have good relationships they're probably talking about their stuff more often than they tell other people about. But they do it because they know that's how they're going to grow. It can make the relationship in turn stronger. Your partner that you meet, that hot person you met at the bar, that you got that dopamine rush looking at, they have a dark side. And remember, you do too. But if you keep attracting the same people, perhaps your shadow is choosing them for you. If you keep attracting people that you feel are screwing you over, if you keep attracting people that cheat on you, if you keep attracting people that don't stick around at the first sign of trouble, maybe your shadow is picking your partners for you. Think about that. Like I said earlier, if you're dating the same person over and over and over again because you have a type and you're not breaking away from that type, Chances are you're going off of the surface bullshit we talked about. Chances are because you're not diving deeper and taking time to get to know that person and get to know their dark side. Your villain is doing all the selecting for you. So you have a choice. Either you can waste your time trying to find the ideal person that you have in your head that you've concocted via fantasies because movies have told you to. You can waste your time trying to find the ideal person with all your conditions that you put down, making it impossible to find the ideal person. Or you can do the work and become one. And that's where your villain work comes in. 
It's for you. And it can be for both of you. It can bring you guys together stronger when you're dating and when you're in a relationship. It allows you to be vulnerable. It allows you to disconnect from those obscure parts to reveal your best parts. You got to ask yourself, when you run from potential love, why do you do it? You have to be honest with yourself. If they were potentially good for you, did you not allow yourself to feel feelings out of fear? Did you lose the chance to be loved? Did you fear old pain instead of new love? Or is it just your shadow wanting to be dealt with? It's important to ask, but it is possible to be loved and to love and be in a relationship while doing shadow work. That has to be stated and it has to be put down in the dirt for you to understand. For all the things I said here, know that you can do work on yourself while loving somebody and they can do the same. I think everybody out there listening to this is worthy of love. I am worthy of love. You are worthy to feel loved. And you are also capable of owning your shit at the same time. Hopefully this struck a chord in you. Hopefully it jarred something loose. Maybe it made you think a little bit. I hope it did. My name is Drew. This has been Hero and the Villain. Thank you for listening.